Tomorrow at dawn, I'll fly the plane over the mountain and Shola will jump out. You land with the parachute, take control of the lift, and then you fire this flare. It's a signal to me, by which time I'd have landed the plane, made my way over to the bottom of the lift while Polly provides cover. Sir, I have to do anything for you, but I cannot jump out of an aeroplane. And it's not that I wouldn't try. It's that I know I'd let you down. Uh, yes, well, I appreciate your fear of heights, but I, you know, I am the only one who can fly, so... But you wouldn't have to land the plane. You just have to land yourself. Hmm. Well, it, um, it would be bad form to ask a man to do something that I wouldn't do myself. All right, Shola, get ready for my signal. We go at dawn. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I like the cut of his gif. I'm sure they were like, oh, it's coming from Rasputin's room. Um, who knows what's yeah. going on in there? He's in there licking thighs. I'm going to protect you, my son, but go first have sex with this crazy old man. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good, old chap. <laughs> Thanks, old boy. Uh, <laughs> this is episode something, 300 and, oh, I think I got it wrong, 386. 386. 86. And tonight we're talking about The King's Man. The King's Man, not The Kingsman. But this is the King's Man. King's Man. This is the yes. prequel to those two fine, fine films directed by the same dude. I, I feel bad. I haven't seen the second one yet, but uh, nah, I will one of these days. Don't feel too bad. You're fine. Okay. I, I tried am, looking for it, but I can't find it. Uh, so. That's okay. Again, you're 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 okay. It's not yeah. it's not my favorite. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, I am Sean. Allred. And I I really tried to look on HBO Max and search the search thing, but I just couldn't. I couldn't, you would think they'd have all these movies together, but it's just the King's man on, on HBO max. Sure. I get that. That's yeah. I can see how that would be frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't want things to be frustrating for, for people. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I am Sean Allred. And it's not on Netflix either. I mean, we just keep looking, and it's just nowhere to be streamed. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, it's it's been a minute since you tried to sabotage the show this good. Great. Oh, I feel better now. I'm 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 awake. I'm awake. I can do this thing. Okay, no. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows who I am. No one cares. Uh, joining us tonight is Andrew. Uses a goat as a step stool. Jimison. No, that's not all I use it for. <laughs> I also got tired of cutting my own grass. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I. I just kidding. We just. We had a pre-show meeting without without Sean, and 
we decided we're just going to really give him some work tonight. Just yeah, really give him some work tonight. <laughs> yeah, because we know we, he has nothing else to do. Yeah, no, have, nothing at all. I have nothing but time. Uh, wow, this is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, also, the other person laughing there, being an ass, is Sam. <laughs> Can we go hang out in that cheese shack, Vector? I, you would think, the way that cheese was exploding, it looked like Velveeta. That's <laughs> the only bad thing about it, right? I bet you it was good cheese and still until it started getting uh, it, swissed up yeah. out there and uh, riddled with holes. That's where it comes from. So. That's where that's where yeah, that's was. that's how they make it. They yeah, just, they, they just, just shoot, shoot at it. it at the wheels. Yeah. With uh, so Sean. Yeah. Sean, I want you to come over here and look over this edge oh, for me. Okay. And uh, 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 Andrew has has handed me his personal goat, and uh, <laughs> that that personal goat is just going to stand right behind you here, yeah. buddy. I one hundred percent thought. And that look the your goat, face like hanging there. Yeah, I I one hundred percent thought the goat was just going to bump him off. Like instead of, you know what I'm saying? Like instead of getting, instead of him having his line where he has to kind of have the moment, I thought it was just going to be kind of, you know, he's standing there and he's saying whatever he's saying over him. He's about to shoot him. And then the goat just, you know, just headbutts him off. I think that would have been funnier. It wouldn't have been as. I think it would have been better than, yeah. than stabbing in the leg. I really do. Yeah. I think, I think it would have been better that way. It would have been funnier. And then the goat just walks off nonchalantly like nothing, nothing right. happened. Yeah. Because well, because we already he does establish earlier in the movie that he he headbutts too much. That's why he cut off part of his horn thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, probably making uh, probably regretting his decision to join us tonight, <laughs> but making his uh, cheap seat reviews debut is Justin had his podcast blessed by a crazed monk from the Wheel of Horror podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just over here listening to the banter. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of always like this. It's like as if yeah. we uh, don't care that we have a guest. We're just gonna be who we are, and that's just the way it is, I guess. Yep. We'll just Good. we'll just have you join right in and make fun of of Sean with us. So that's generally what that we have the guests do. So <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's fine. Um, so Justin with the wheel of horror podcast, I was on your show not that long ago when we did the movie, nice. the protege. Um, and if you don't know what that, isn't movie- that the one with, um, Hugh Jackman and, uh, Chris, uh, not Christopher Bain. Um, sure. Christian Bale. Uh, might as well. Christian no, Bale. Don't Thank help you. him, Andrew. Never help him when he does this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just, I'll eat my Twizzler. Yeah. Just eat your Twizzler. Cause Sam was just being Sam at this point. No, that's, I, I honestly. Yeah, you've that never one. heard of the protege, yeah. and and frankly, until Justin presented it to me, I'd never heard of it either. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's with Samuel Jackson and Maggie Q. It's a spy movie, and Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. So no, I would. Mm. But it's a good cast. So it's not magicians. No, no, you're you're thinking of the other one with Christian Bale. You're thinking yeah, of Jackson. Prestige. Prestige. Yeah. Oh wait, but sorry, I helped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay. the names of people you shouldn't help him with. It's way more fun listening to him flounder around looking for Danny DeVito or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So was it good? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, like it's in the same kind of, I would put it in the same tier as the American Assassin movie that we did that also had Michael uh, okay. Keaton. Okay, yeah. Like if you like that, then you would like the other. 
like the protege. Okay. It's the same thing. Like it's a way better version of that assassin movie we watched with Jessica Chastain. Okay. Mm. Like that movie Ava. was yeah, Ava, yeah. yeah. That movie was bad. This movie was actually a lot of fun. Be- also, I think okay. because I can kind of buy Maggie Q as being an assassin lady. Then okay. Then Jessica, you know, so anyway. Uh, I also You know heard... who who was in the Kingsman though? Who? Samuel L. Jackson. He was in the Kingsman. You're right. But not yeah. but that's not this movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This is the King's Man, uh, 2021's, right? The King's Man. Yes. Uh, just came out, and it's the prequel. I think I think I've said that, or maybe not. It's the prequel mm-hmm. to the Kingsman movies, uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn, I think. Yes. Who, uh, who, who also directed the new X Men? Some of the new X Men. He directed First Class. I don't know if he directed any of the other ones. Uh, do you know Justin? I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. I do not know. Yeah, uh, he did do X Men uh, second period block. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's and one. Then, that's... And then recess is is the short mm-hmm. they did after that. So he just did first class, which is why I like that one because that's the only one of those that I like. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't really like. I didn't really like the other ones. Um, but he also directed a movie that we've done for the podcast that I think we all liked, Stardust. Did oh. he really? I didn't, okay. I didn't know that until just this moment. He did Stardust. He went from Stardust to Kick-Ass to First Class yeah. to the two Kingsman movie. See, I like this guy. I like his manic... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like kind of the energy he, he puts in these things. Yeah. That's definitely. good stuff. Okay. Uh, and then he might have to to seek his stuff out. Well, that's it. I've told you his whole his whole IMDb credit listing. Well, I know, but is there a movie in there you don't like? No. Well, right? Uh, no. Uh, let's see. So he did. Yeah the the his very first thing was something called Layer Cake, uh, which looks like it's oh Layer Cake. It's got uh uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, and Sienna Miller, Michael Gambone. Oh, this looks right up our alley. Tom Hardy. How have I never seen this? Is it like an English Colm, thing. Colm Meaning is in it too. Uh, let's see. A successful cocaine cocaine dealer gets two tough assignments from his boss on the eve of his planned early retirement. Huh. Oh, oh, I thought that was a reality show for uh, the Food Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm in. If, if I find this streaming, I'm going to add it to the list because I'm in. Sienna Miller, she's uh, she's very. Who's she? She was the remember in Stardust, um, the girl mm-hmm. that that Tristan goes and does the stuff for to get the star. Oh, okay, the blonde. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, not the not the star, not Claire Danes, mm-hmm. but the other lady. That's her. Not the one without the eyebrows. That's her. Correct. Okay. Anyway, my goodness. Um, so yeah, he's he's great, Matthew Vaughn. I like him. I like his stuff. And uh, these... I like the cut of his jiff. His what? His jiff. The peanut they, butter. They, he has a cut they, of they he's a... A cut, cut of his jib. There you go. Jib is what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> no, jiff is way better. I think uh, yeah. you know, like, cut of your jiff. I like that. That's um, that's good. 
Um, my goodness, I don't know what to do at this point. I'm just Sam has just bum fuzzled me at this point. <laughs> shall worked. we shall we find out what this movie's about? Yeah, please tell the fine listeners what this movie is. In the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that, that works. I like it. Do we know exactly why they were trying to kill millions? Did I? Did they say that? Uh, I I couldn't quite decipher exactly why they wanted it. I thought it simply was that the whole purpose was so that eventually Germany would take out England because the shepherd hated England. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. Right. All right. So it wasn't like some weird, you know, I'm going to wipe out. 50% of the population or I, you know, I'm okay. I, I get, get it. I should have asked the question. I know this is a pretty new movie. Had any of us seen this before we watched it for this episode? Yes. Not me. Nope. Okay. You had seen it, Andrew? But when I say I'd seen it, I watched it like three days before I found out we were doing it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I watched it again for the show. Nice. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I should say programming note. I did we did change this movie. So um Justin, we owe Justin a debt of gratitude. Okay. <laughs> yes. So what yes. happened was is that I was contacted by a movie studio and they said, Hey, would you like to screen our movie? And I said, Sure, we're a movie review podcast. We've done that before. It sounds lovely. I would love to screen your movie. Uh, and then Justin watched it and I think, uh, got a little confused on the dates. And, uh, so you watched it like a month ago, right? Yeah. For some reason I thought it was two nine. So, <laughs> oh no. So he was, he was well, well ahead of, of schedule. And, and then I asked him, I'm like, um, I think it was about two weeks ago. I said, Hey dude. Did you like it? <laughs> you said, no. <laughs> and I said, was it good? And you said, no. Do you want to change the movie? Sure. Right? I mean, that was kind of what it happened, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, mis, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough with indie films sometimes. It's, it's kind of like hit or miss. Yeah. Well, don't you always, I always feel really bad about, about getting upset, not upset at indie films, but, but not giving them good reviews because, they're they're just little they're like little children you, you know you can't really make fun of them because there's so much passion that goes into them yeah by, yeah, uh, I don't by everybody all, involved though. no no i think no. you can make a good film or you don't <laughs> savage right <laughs> Jeez. i mean well, i mean really i mean, I mean you're not wrong regardless of, not regardless wrong. we've seen very low budget films that were yeah. good yeah 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 that's true so I mean, I think you you got it or you don't. I mean, Juno is considered a low budget film, but it also has you know a bunch of A listers in it. But I mean, that Russian film that we did wasn't bad. We we no. all kind of liked it for what it was. It wasn't great. There was some lost in translation stuff going on. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and there were some other things that that worked all right. But I, you know, we didn't dislike that movie all that much, and I thought we were pretty fair. And as a result, we have like five downloads in Russia. So is that a good thing now though? Right. Not right now. It's not, but <laughs> as, as we record this podcast in March of 2022, for those who are listening yeah. in the future, 
um, who, who have who have dug into the uh, radioactive soil and and found this canister of of digital files, you know, three hundred years from now, um, this this is what we are right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> we're gonna, I don't know how to bring us back from that the depressing thing, uh, but I will try my best. Uh, okay, so. Uh, Sam, do your five word review. Gosh. Yes, I will do that as soon as I pull it up. Oh, I've got, um, I've got one that is a six word. One is a four word. So I, I averaged out here. Um, the first <laughs> one is uh, story is literally up and down. And then my other one is so much bloody fun. I love these movies. I have so much fun with the Kingsman movies and I've only seen one other one. So I, I'm hoping the second one is, is just as fun. And I thought, even though this was, I don't want to say not as clever as, as the first Kingsman, I still had a really good time with it. And, um, I wish, um, I don't know. I, I wish it was a little more spy E and that's, that's a hard word to, to put in there, but I was looking a l- little bit more towards what and how they were going to build the Kingsmen into, right? We started out with, with kind of the original folks here, but it didn't feel like they were either, I don't want to say doing much, but it just didn't have that secret service spy aspect that I liked of the other movie. Um, but holy cow, does this, is it Vaughn, right? Is the director. Yeah. Holy cow. Does he give you some visuals? And make your stomach just go up and down with these things and give you twists and turns. Um, I thought the uh, the bad guy reveal was kind of dumb. Um, and I thought it was uh, when they finally revealed who it was uh, or who the shepherd was. I, I kind of just kind of, eh, you know, shrugged my shoulders. It wasn't that much. Why'd they even shield his face? It just seemed... Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I'm kind of rambling tonight. I don't know why I'm rambling, but um, I just, I don't know. I had a really good time in parts of this thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not drinking either tonight for some reason. (laughs) Maybe that's, that's the problem, but um, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was fun. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Yeah. I, I do I do pick up with your laying down though about it's it's a less <clears throat> it's less of a spy film than the other Kingsman movies and I think that's because like those movies are spy films like that's what they are yes. they are spy yeah. films whereas this one kind of feels more like a World War One movie yeah you know it's a it's a it's a war movie that has some spy things in it but it's I think you know I think if you because I, I, so other people that had seen it on Twitter when I posted that we were doing this movie, and I was like, "Hey, we're doing this movie," and some other people were going, "Oh, hey, you know, you're gonna have a good time with it or whatever." And I said, "Is it like the other ones?" And the, everyone said, "No, that it's not yeah. like the other ones." And and so that kind of led me to go, "Okay, well then I'll I'll adjust my, I guess expectations. I'll just reset the needle back to zero because we know what those ones are, and I think it kind of makes sense." why it would be different because they don't have they don't have their stuff yet. Yeah, they don't have a hundred years of tradition, you know, of training and whatever. You know, it's just mm-hmm. 
you know, the cut of their GIF to, to figure things out. <laughs> but there is still that really quirky action that I, that I think he brings to the. Yeah. I, and Sam's I'm making a really great point. I'm sure once he realizes that he's uh, been cut off, he'll, he'll come back in just a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? We can now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really trying to destroy this like tonight, apparently. Yeah. Um, but the quirky action, the, 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 the fighting style of Rasputin and the, uh, heck yeah, the, the, the final 30 minutes of this film with the plane and everything going up on the mountain is just fantastic. Um, I, I, I just, I love that style and I want more of it. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Justin, what you got? Uh, I thought pretty long on this one and I picked prequels deserve a chance too because <laughs> I purposely didn't watch this film. Not that I didn't want to see it. It just wasn't, you know, super high up on my list because I was like, eh, it doesn't have that main kid in it. Um, it doesn't have the guy who played um, his kind of like his trainer. I think it was either Arthur or Merlin. And I was like, it just I, like, I don't know about it. It just didn't like hit me. And I'm happy I watched it because it was really entertaining. Um, yeah. I wish they did a couple things differently. Um, what, what are the things they could have done? to shift it back towards a spy movie was I wish instead of killing the main guy's son, like he came back from his mission in Russia and they kind of trained him and formed it together because the, the female in it, I forgot what other movie she's in. She had almost no role. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like they had some opportunities that they, they missed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gemma Gemma Adder Adderton, Gemma something like that. She's in uh, Arterton. Ooh, I said that wrong. Art Arterton <laughs> Archerton. Uh, she's in the second of the uh, James Bond, the new James Bond quadrilogy, whatever that is. Uh, she was in, I think she was in Prince of Persia. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Clash of Titans. She's you know she's pretty. Mm -hmm. not, not to be mean, yeah. she she doesn't have to do a lot. Most of the stuff that she's in, she we're not asking her to do. Ooh, Sam, she's in the Watership Down miniseries. Oh dear lord, as yeah. a voice, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, yeah, they have to be, but yeah, uh, I mean, they, they they have a hard time training rabbits to speak. She's uh she's uh, Gretel in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. That was with Matt Damon. Oh yeah, no, that was not Matt Damon. It was Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Jeremy. I forgot Renner. his last name. Yes. Renner, yeah. This this movie had a lot of big people. Um, I'm gonna mess his name up, but Ryan's Iffins, the guy who played Rasputin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Digimon Hansu. Yeah, Digimon Hansu. He's great. Yes. Yeah, I like and then him. even Charles Dance, who paid, played Kitchener, he's in a ton of movies, oh if you guys gosh. recognize him. I was really yeah, hoping I was really oh, yeah. hoping he would get killed on a toilet. I'm just saying. <laughs> You would. I remember him from uh, the you know the very first movie I saw him in was the Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. that's the only movie I really like. Every time I see him, that's what I think of. Yeah, Benedict Arnold with the eyeball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he's great in that. In an otherwise bad movie, he's really good in it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, again, this is a good cast. This is a solid cast. Ray Fiennes is our is our lead, and I I like him a lot in this. I think he's really good and. 
Um, you're not wrong though about Gemma Polly's character. She's just she only has like two things, right? She just acts as a foil, and then at the end she gets to be a sniper lady, which is cool. Yeah, but yeah, she's a gun expert basically. Yeah, he's the the um, Digimon guy um, <laughs> is uh, knife and martial arts. She's more of a marksman with the guns. All I can think of is the yeah. little game <laughs> Digimon. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. He was the knife guy. He was Mr. Knife Guy, mm-hmm. and so you could kind of see. You know, I want a sequel to this one where they really start bringing people in, and they they, um, you know, they're starting this this Secret Service type of thing. That's what I really mm-hmm. want to see. I, well, they so there's a stinger in this movie. There's a, there's a, yeah. a mid credits tease, tease that would suggest that they plan on doing that. I hope so. Do we know if this thing made any money? I'll find out. I'll, uh, I'll find out. Um, cause it unfortunately was released in probably the worst year possible for movies. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Other right. than 1958. And it, it was either a mixed release with, theater and video or maybe it went straight to streaming i don't i don't know but it was out there pretty quickly on mm-hmm. streaming uh it made worldwide well, worldwide it made 125 million wow so i that's mean it's not too bad i mean that's not good in terms of yeah but in you know in pandemic in pandemic here avengers good but marvel good but well yeah. Yeah, but nothing's touching yeah. that. But yeah, I mean 125 million, that's 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 good job. I think that's that's enough to say let's give Matt another chance to do this thing. I'm with you. If they want to do a sequel to yeah. this and have it during World War II, I'm down for that. Have have them going on secret missions, have them, you know, they're part of the uh the plot to try to blow up Hitler in the um the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. I I like that. I, I I do like that. So I just Well you, you know the and I don't know if you noticed, but the 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 guy who was taking the family photo of the uh uh Tsar Nicholas and his family, uh that was the same guy. The same the, guy the, the guy that shot them is is Hitler. That that's the same actor. Was it really? Really? Yeah, yeah. If you go back and and look at that scene, and then you look at that closing <laughs> uh, teaser, it's the same guy. Really? They, re- they that... recycled, or you think that was on purpose? I no, no. I think it's on purpose. I think that it's supposed to be Hitler that kills. They're saying, <laughs> you know, that it's Hitler that that killed. That killed uh, the Ro- Romanovs. The, the Romanovs. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. I mean, take a little bit of liberty with the with the history there. With the storyline, yeah, we're going Quentin Tarantino, you know, and Glorious Bastards on this. Basically, that's so weird. I okay, uh, sure, that seems weird to me. I can't even find um, him credited. The uh, uh, the the Hitler dude even credited, but that's okay. Um, all right. Andrew, what was your five word review? Or did you already do it? Well, I got a no, I got a couple. Okay. As you usually do. I have not quite as much fun as the first film, but still enjoyable. Yeah. And I know that's more than five. Uh 
a thigh licking good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which was is, anybody else all like that disturbed? We are, we are, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That scene. Yeah, Honestly, that scene, like, strange. it was just not necessary. It was so weird. <laughs> it was. It was, it was weird, and on. it was. It was uncomfortable. And and I think what made it more uncomfortable <laughs> for me to watch was, was thinking how much food was in his beard, and like how much was still left in his mouth as he started doing that. And I was like, oh, there's like food particles falling on his leg. <laughs> not the fact that he was licking this guy's leg it just oh dear lord the fact that there was food falling out of his mouth <laughs> um it, it is a little long but That's know, what since, since when does length bother us guys um <laughs> it, it is it gets a little long-winded but i i feel like there's lots of exposition but I don't think what could they have cut out for the payoff. Right. Yeah. I was, was going to say, say what, I think there's nothing they could have really cut out that would have, you know, that wouldn't have taken away from the story. They needed everything there, I think to, to make it work. And, right. um, yeah. and some of the poo pooers of this film, comparing it to the first one, they have the, you know, looking at some of their reviews, they said, well, this is, uh, not like the first one because it, it's more dialogue and it's more story. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I think like you, Sean, you, I think it was you that said uh, you just kind of hit reset when you watch this one. And I think if you were to watch this one, if, if this is the first one we saw and then we had the mm-hmm. Kingsman, the secret service, the original, the yeah. first one, I think it would be fine. You know, yeah. but I, I like knowing about the original one mm-hmm. and the, the first installment because it gives me some idea of where they're going. But I think if we got this one first, it would still work. Yeah, I think so. I, I totally yep. agree. Yeah, I mean, I guess what people, honestly, I think what people are, are um, looking for, and, and Justin, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this, is that I think people were wanting another six and a half minute scene where Colin Firth is tearing apart that, you know, racist church. church. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like, I think I that, mean, it, th- this was the lowest rated of the three, which, you know, is expectable in a, a prequel movie. And it's tough because anytime I, I feel like we've, we've mentioned this on my podcast, anytime you make a sequel or a prequel, it's always, always going to be compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. And typically it doesn't live up to the first one's standards. And it's it's just it's just the way it is because people fall in love with that first one and they want to see it again. But it's okay to add something different. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. And I also think it's okay to change almost the tone of the film. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, those those other two are spy films. And you said this is low, the rate, lowest rated of the three. I would put this one above the Golden Circle. I think. Oh, the, really? I, I would think, too. Definitely. I think the Golden Circle just went too far. They leaned too far to the weird. And yeah. you know, what I'm saying. I mean, was yes, that the, the second one? Yes, the Golden, yeah. yeah, that's the one with Channing Tatum and. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. The secret, American Secret Service. And all was that. the the church scene, was that the first one? Yes. Yes. Okay, I thought the first one was incredible. The Absolutely. first one is. The first one was mm-hmm. was so good and ridiculous and awesome. And it's just one of those comfort movies. When, it, when it's on FX and I'm going to bed, I have to watch the rest of it. I just do. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, guess I'm staying well, up. Yeah. It, it, it takes your expectations and flips it on its head. In terms of these these spy secret service type movies, and and I love that. And, you know, even in this one, when his son is carrying the guy across the battlefield, and you know the bomb goes off and he flies into the 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 uh, trench. The trench, yeah. No way, shape, or form did I expect him to get shot in the forehead within three seconds. I know, God, and I got so I, pissed. My jaw was on the ground. Yeah, that that's the, and I'm like, I what in the heck? And it seems like there's, at least in the other movie as well, there's that moment in these movies where it's like, what? It it's mm-hmm. genuinely shocks you, and I don't know how he does it, and I, he sets it up perfectly to just completely, you know, come out of left field for uh, for those types of things. Well, he want he makes you care so much about this kid because. His, you know, you lose his mother at the very beginning of the movie, and the father's main goal is to protect him, and yep. that's his job for the rest of his life. And then, you know, you find out that he's basically under the protection of the king once he joins the military, uh, and then he sneaks off and does his own thing. And even then, you think, well, he'll be fine because he's like the main character. Well, and also it, he's trained. Point, he's like you expect ex- him to be the next one in the you know like right. the Secret Service right. type of deal. Well, right. I mean, and he's he's extra trained, right? Like how convenient that the movie shows us shows us that he's training with, um, you know, uh, <laughs> now I want to call him Digimon because it's Sam. <laughs> but we see him do the knife training with him, right? And then yeah, he gets to World War One on his first day and his first you know mission. He has to go into no man's land, and they have a knife fight with the Germans. Which what, what a cool scene! I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that ever happened in real life, but um, but it makes sense though, right? It made total you know, sense. Yeah, you don't you yeah. don't want to make any noise because both sides will open fire on you. I mean, just brilliant. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was gonna that. say that <laughs> that scene where the English and the Germans saw each other, and they both like had this sense of understanding and put their rifles down I, and even the fighting itself. I thought the choreography was great. Yeah. 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 Well, that's one I thing. Think... Yeah. Matthew Vaughn definitely knows how to shoot a fight scene. Um, Absolutely. Too, uh, yeah. The, the and... rock Moninoff guy, um, Rasputin. dancing, Rasputin yeah. dancing in, in the, te- on the tables and it just, even you, you could see that as a style of fighting and it, it's just brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And... Speaking of, Rasputin, uh, when they were shooting the two gunshots in the fight, how did none of the other Russian soldiers hear that? Like, how did they escape <laughs> Russia? They're in the palace firing gunshots. I'm sure they were like, oh, it's coming from Rasputin's room. Um, who knows what's yeah. going on in there? He's in there licking thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there probably um, is some truth to that. Yeah. I one last thing before uh, I shut up about my stuff here. I I just I really like how Vaughn is able to take history, and I know it's it's Hollywooded up, and it's it's of course not accurate. Um, but he takes historical things and puts them into this film, and uses them to tell the story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, the the uh, three cousins who are all rulers, they weren't all cousins in the in real life. I mean, they were, but it was like not as close as they made it out to be in this well, movie. They didn't. They weren't. You yeah. know, they didn't look so close together that they could be portrayed by the same actor, which is what they did in this movie. Right. <laughs> which now, I thought was brilliant. Actually, but actually, Kaiser Wilhelm was that his name? Mm-hmm. And uh, King George. Apparently, no, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Uh, Tsar Nicholas and King George did look very similar, they but were not, very, not that. Yeah, but they were also yeah. very related. I mean, when, uh, I'm trying to think, when the, oh my gosh, when the, the Tsar's family, when they, what left, what, what of them left when they fled to France, you know, they, they basically just maintained uh kind of royalty status almost within the the british government kind of thing so yeah they were very very related yeah um i i know i know this is uncomfortable but i want to go back to the leg scene um (laughs) please no let's do he's got legs so and he knows how to use them i thought honestly i thought that he was faking, he being our hero, uh, Oxford, was faking the leg injury just so that he can get a little bit of sympathy or maybe he can be, you know, underestimated. But yeah, then have I, the sword. Yeah, exactly, to have an excuse to have a sword with him at all times. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought that was what was happening. And, really? And sure. then when well, you he, see him shot at the beginning. Though, I know, we saw him yeah. shot, but just for some reason I thought, well, but, you know, like... But other shows have done that, right? Like um, the 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 new Sherlock series, Watson is also shot, but his limp mm-hmm. is psychosomatic, and eventually he gets over it. And I think that's because they didn't want to have this actor having to walk around with a cane all the time. Um, but I think that I, I I get that's what I was thinking in the moment. So then when Rasputin says take off your trousers and and actually actually does heal him, I thought, wait. Is this real? Is he actually healing him? Is he actually able to, to? Because by all accounts, Rasputin was just this crazy dude that just had. He did this, weird things, though. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. there there was some definitely some mystic stuff that was happening with him. Yeah. So. Just, well, he purposely ate the cake that he knew was poisoned. So I guess the bigger question is, why did he heal him if he knew he was just going to kill him and he was a, a spy? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I thought that he, I think I thought that he wanted to be legitimate, you know, lovers with this man and then, Uh. and healed him. And then once he ate the cake and realized that it had said poison in it, it just horked it up. That that caught me so off guard. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a straight shot of vomit too. It was like, yeah, he very (laughs) casually said it didn't agree with his stomach. And I was like, that's pretty gross. Yeah. (laughs) And then you find out that he takes poison just a little bit every day to build up an immunity. And I thought, wait, did, are we in princess bride land all of a sudden? Like what just happened? (laughs) There's a callback for you. There's a reference. Right, nice. Um, Inconceivable. That was for you, Jesse. Um, so anyway, I just that whole scene was was weird, but the fight scene afterwards was kind of neat. I also like how um their their man gets poisoned. He gets stabbed with the with the cross poison thing, and they're like, eh, he'll be fine, just walk it off. And I thought, <laughs> you don't know what he got hit with. 
<laughs> he was stabbed. It, you know, what I'm saying like it could have been you know arsenic or or whatever. Like he could be dying. Ah, he's fine. He'll walk it off. Like they just. Well, we know that it's opium, but the they didn't know that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> just ah, he's fine. Rub some dirt on it. All right. My five word review is, and I'm I'm cheating because I'm taking. Technically, three words and mashing them into one. So I guess Ooh. I guess technically it's a six-word review. No. Whatever. I can't do math. A good World War One spy film. Oh, WWI. Yeah, WWI is, like, is one word. Am I the only one that, that actually did the only five words? <laughs> <laughs> I averaged well, mine out. I had a four. My thigh-licking good so. time was... It was okay. That's, that's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. And Although probably, if you count thigh licking as hyphenated, I guess it's four. Which we don't. <laughs> you know what I did like um, was that they portrayed this film as pretty realistic with politicians, right? Like, yeah, all the czars were in charge of England, Germany, and Russia. And they were making these massive de- uh, decisions that affected the whole world. But they were each, you know, kind of being whispered in their ear by these negative influences that all had the same goals. And I was like, huh, it's kind of like real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all had worm tongues. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also like that some of the some of the history is really accurate. Like how Arch Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. That was right. Someone threw a bomb. Yeah. Missed. Yeah. Uh, he went back out, went down the wrong street, and got shot in the face. So mm-hmm. I shot in the face. I appreciate how that some of the history. Now I don't think Matthew Vaughn likes America very much, um, because. In you know the first movie, he blows up uh, with the little brain bombs. He kills President Obama. Uh, again, we're talking about a movie NSA. If you're listening, yeah. and I just kicked off some kind of c- computer, it, you know it's, it's a movie. Um, and then in this one, he has Woodrow Wilson committing adultery to keep America <laughs> out of the war. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think he he likes America very much, or doesn't <laughs> think very highly of our. Of our officials. Politicians. Of our politicians, which... Eh, I can give them that. It's fine. Uh, Woodrow Wilson is not exactly known as the, the great president or whatever, but, I mean, he, he takes a lot of the blame for what happened at the Treaty of Versailles, which would lead to World War II and all the things. So there is that. Uh, but, yeah, this movie did, I mean, for the most part, did pretty good with the... Uh, with the history, I thought, and I I enjoyed that. I really did. One of my favorite shots of the movie is the uh, is showing the field as it's pristine, and then showing all the impact craters as war has come, mm-hmm. and then the trenches being uh-huh. built. I thought totally that agree. was so clever and yeah. so beautiful to show. Well, beautifully beautiful destruction, I guess. Um, yeah, it was great. Cool. Uh, anything else before I get into clips? Anything else we, we really need to talk about? No, I mean, Sam, except I'm... for the except for the fact that the, the, we got to ha- we have to talk about the third act of this movie. Okay, that's where I figured the, you wanted the, to go. The scene on the plateau, or I don't even know what you would call that. Um, the mesa. The mesa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of, I love it when a plan goes wrong and they have to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He he steps on the wing. And he falls through the wing and is trapped in his plane and has to figure out a way to get out of it. And then not only that, he misses the entire thing. Now, of course, nobody on this 
plateau hears a thing going on, you know, planes <laughs> flying around or anything like that. Um, but I just, I love the fact that, that he had to improvise and then climb up that stupid mountain where my stomach was just turning and I'm, I'm fairly decent with heights. I just, this is when you want to be a fly on Sean's wall while he's trying to watch one of these things <laughs> and, uh, and see what he does. I'm but not going to lie. It never bothered me. It didn't bother you in this Not one, one second. Why do you think that was? I Why do you think that is? I, I think because I know that he's fine. You know, uh, like because okay. it's a movie and he's a grown man, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is Sean, we're talking about now. We're gonna talk about heights in movies later, and I will talk about a yeah. scene that always makes me kind of pucker up a little bit. But yeah, this didn't bother me at all. Um, I mean, because it was too humorous to be for peril, right? That that goat. Yeah. Why in the f would that goat do that? <laughs> that like walk between two walls down there just to lick him in the face? You know, just. <laughs> I mean, I guess goats are weird. I don't know, but that, that goats was, are weird. That yeah. was that was funny. That was. Do you funny. think because it was it was very CGI? I don't know. Do you the, think that CGI, took you out of it a little bit too? No, not really. Honestly, no? again, the the goat was the the part where I was like, okay, he's not in peril. He's fine. If if the goat can do it, then <laughs> then surely the soldier can. <laughs> then he'll be able to get through it. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, the third act. I mean, that the fight up there was great. The, um, yeah. you know, the, 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 the taking over of the, of the elevator scene was, was really neat. Um, it does, I will say this, it does make you wonder who built that thing up there. Like who, like, did they have to right. build the elevator and then take up the wood one by one to get it up there? I'm just, I guess so. It just seems so inefficient. I, I, for, as far as bad guy layers, I mean, it's pretty awesome. It reminded me of the. The, the castle from Red Notice, but um, yeah. What do you think, Justin? Is that yeah. a good, pretty good bad guy layer to have on top of a mountain like that? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I was thinking of was how did the bad guy, the main villain, survive the submarine attack? Because, I mean, it's not like he could get in the submarine after the ship was destroyed. Did he somehow deploy a, a life raft and, and make it in the open ocean? They show that in the movie. Did yeah. it? Yeah, they show yeah. him getting into a little dinghy and going out towards the towards the ship. To the U-boat. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay, I must have looked down at my phone to type notes for that minute. It happens. Um, yeah, I, I would like to know how they got down then <laughs> after the elevator was yeah. destroyed. <laughs> Climbed yeah. down where the goat did, I guess, right? Which, speaking of which, thanks for bringing up that scene because, like, the five minutes prior to that scene, I was just laughing because everything that could have gone wrong for him went wrong. He got stuck <laughs> in the airplane, and then he cut himself loose, and he um, he, he was hanging over the mountain with the parachute, and then the it started to rip, and then he put his his boot in the mountain, and the knife broke in his boot, and I was like, man, this guy can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets to the top and that goat freaking punches him in the nose, you know? Like, uh. <laughs> you do kind of feel bad for him. Yeah, you're not uh. you're right there. Uh yeah, I liked the third act. I thought it was fun. It was yep. probably the most other and, than the Rasputin fight, it was probably the most fun. Well, yeah, and, and I was gonna say, you know, a lot of times movies fall flat in the third act. That's where they have the hardest time is just finishing it up. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's something about the Kingsman that that 
just goes to show that they, they do something right in these last parts. I think the weakest part of this movie is probably the first act. And because yep. that second act is when they're, you know, fighting in the war, um, or, you know, for the most part. Um, so there's a lot of action. I would say that that second act has less of the Kingsman feel to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's more just a war story. Um, but yeah, the third act is really where they turn it on and finish strong. I will say this. So we're always kind of uh, bragging or, or ripping on movies when, when we see the same stuff over and over again. This movie did something I've never seen before. So I know it's really popular to put cameras on things so you get the point mm-hmm. of view of a thing, right? So like, like uh, you'll put the camera on the gun of the soldier and see either the point of view of the gun or have the the camera aimed back at the actor. Like um, Tom Cruise and, and Jack Reacher, where they put the little GoPro camera on the rifle he's about to shoot. So we get mm-hmm. his point of view, or we get to, we're watching Tom Cruise. Like, so they put cameras on the swords. On I, the swords. Yeah. I thought oh, that was that cool. That was so Dude. cool. I'd never yeah. seen that before. So Vaughn gets some credit on that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I really appreciate uh, stuff like that. And yeah, okay. Um, and that, yeah, my last note was I knew that goat would help. There you go. <laughs> uh, we did have. Uh, I, I, I Well, that was an eye roll for me, though, when, when he was stabbed in the leg. I was like, uh, it's kind of a cheesy way to go. Yeah. So. But, like, but they set it up. Like, this movie is nothing but set up and payoff, set up and payoff, set up and payoff. Like, yeah. If you see it in the first act, you're going to see it in the third act. And it's just the rules that they do. Oh, he's learning how to use a knife? Then there'll be a knife fight later. Oh, uh, 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 Digimon doesn't know how to fly a plane because the boy says he can't fly a plane? Well, then that's going to come up later. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there's there, that's constantly this movie. So, oh, there's going to be a goat that headbutts people too often? Then you know he's going to headbutt somebody at some point and it's going to be a thing. So... It's a little paint by numbers, but again, I still would have thought it would have been a little funnier. As he's leaning over, he's about to say some, uh, "I am the future." I like he's getting ready to do this great monologue, and then he gets his ass kicked. He gets headbutt in the butt and just flies off. You know, it would have been funnier. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think most like definitely in the Kingsman, the first one, like they they joke about that, right? When Sam Jackson gets speared in the back, and then and. Uh, the Eggsy is standing there over them. He goes, "What are you? You got some final words to say?" And he goes, "This ain't that kind of movie, bruv." Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the same thing. So I just anyway, I know that the movie wanted to, to him, to, I guess, for uh, Ray Fines to kind of get his revenge for his son or avenge his son because technically mm-hmm. it's his that guy's fault that his son was there. So. Um, one last thing, and then I'm going to play some clips. I think we were talking about um, we want to see the next movie to kind of see how things are going with with mm-hmm. the Kingsman. Because, and I and I and I'm with you because right now, in my opinion, of the people at that table, three of them deserve to be there: Ray Fiennes, Gemma, and uh, I need to pronounce figure out how to actually pronounce his name, Hansu. But like, I don't. Like like Lancelot, like what did he do to deserve to be there other than took the place of his of his son? 
Mm-hmm. And he just was there. He didn't do anything in the movie. He didn't too. do anything in the movie. Like, yeah, make no. him go on the mission and also be a sniper man or or something. You know, Earn like, his spot. Earn yeah. his son's spot, basically, on in the... Exactly. Make him go on the final mission. You know, hey, well, since you're here, you're going to come with us. Because you're a soldier and soldiers follow orders. Okay. You know, just mm-hmm. give him something to do so that when he's sitting at the table at the end of the movie... We we get it. Like, oh, okay, he earned it. Um, and yeah. I honest, I honestly forgot why the bearded guy was there. I forgot who he was. Who was that? That was the American ambassador, um, Stanley Tucci's character. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, he also didn't do very much. I mean, he was just kind of there. That wasn't actually Stanley Tucci, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. You, Stanley Tucci's in this movie, and like. And <laughs> what? Yeah, he's yeah, another big name. Oh yep. my gosh! How did I? Com- I completely missed that. I, I can't find him. Are you lying to me? I feel like you're lying. No, no I'm not lying. It's a conspiracy yeah. for the three of you that um two of you just met. Yeah, Stanley Tucci, United <laughs> States ambassador. That is so crazy. What are you doing in this movie, sir? Do more. <laughs> well, again, they're probably setting up. The second one, setting I hope. up the sequel. I hope so, man. Stanley Tucci's great. He he is the only Everything. good thing in that bad Transformers movie. He's the only good thing in that. Okay. There's not much. Justin, did you see those bad Transformers movies? Um, I think I didn't see one of them. Uh, it, it got pretty bad pretty fast, though, yeah. in that series. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, yeah. He's in the fourth one the first one with mark Wahlberg, and he is nothing but comic relief i mean it, it feels one of like one of those things where you know michael bay said hey do you want to do a, a transformer movie and he goes really i'm i could go hang out with meryl streep and you know watch her get an oscar like yeah but we're gonna pay you 12 million dollars to be on set for two days yeah okay <laughs> you know i got a boat payment why not <laughs> uh, we did have this. Mm-hmm. We had a montage, so how to get that going? We had a cracking the code montage. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, time for some clips. You guys ready for some clippy clips? Let's do it. All right. Time for some clips. Here we go. Uh, this uh, this was great. Are you waiters or Englishmen? Whatever you are, get me a f***ing drink. Are you a monk or a ballet dancer? I see you've mastered the Berioska glide. Why don't you glide over there and get me a f***ing drink? Yeah, I love it. And for the fact that that dude is Welsh, um, he does a really good Russian. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. like that actor. He's in Little Nicky and The Replacements. The Replacements, yeah, yeah. And he's he's awesome. Yeah, he's the kicker. He's in the <laughs> yeah. He's I'm, smoking on the field. He's smoking, smoking on the field, yep. and they keep calling him. A, <laughs> I keep calling him a Mick, and he's like, "I'm bloody Welsh." Uh, he's also uh, our, I guess, our MCU connection. He's uh or not MCU, but he's our Marvel connection because he's the lizard. In the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Oh, that's right. Yep. The, yeah. the Spider Man movie. Yeah, he's great. 
Bloody Welsh. Okay, time for this. I only make decisions when my stomach is full or my balls are empty. Well, thank God dinner has been served. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were really trying to sexualize Rasputin, and I, and I just was like, why? Um, to... To make us uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, to, to get us ready for that leg scene for later is oh. exactly yeah. the reason. Leg I guess. <laughs> he says, just kind of <laughs> just warming us up for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as he, when he actually took his pants off, I thought, oh, we're, we're going places. We're going there. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should know in, in a Kingsman movie, it, there's going to be over sexualization of something. Right? Yeah. Uh yeah. I guess, but they were like hinting that Rasputin uh, had sex with young boys. Which oh, is yeah. why yeah. which is why he was like kind of pimping his son out. He's like, hey, go in there with this Russian guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which just I mean <laughs> I'm gonna protect you, my son, but go first have sex with this crazy old man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Okay, uh, that's the last of Rasputin. Unfortunately, here's uh, here's the guy that did nothing in this movie except deliver this line. According to Conrad, I'm Lancelot. You're Merlin, and I'm requesting an audience with King Arthur. Follow me. <laughs> that's it. That's his whole purpose in this movie was to say that one line. Mm. Uh, he said it great. I liked his accent, which is one of the reasons why I recorded it. But I wish he did more. I've got all I got to say is, is I always go back to that Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. You earn this, and I just don't feel like he's earned this yet. <laughs> right? It's like yeah, yeah. Before before anyone that listening sends me a Twitter face uh, Twitter message, uh, I know that. Um, What's his name? Daniel Bruhl is in this movie, and he is actually our MCU connection. He's Baron Zemo. I know. I just, yeah, I was making reference to the other dude, but I know he's in this. So you can save your messages. You're you're at mail. You're you're at well. You're at me because somebody will at me. I'm sure they will. Probably. No, I know who it'll be, but that's fine. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's fine. Let's see. What else? Time for uh, the... Polly. I do not accept your resignation. But I will accept a very strong cup of tea. Yeah. That's kind of his... So very British. It's kind of his... uh, Not quite a Popeye moment, right? But it's kind of the get up off off the floor moment. Off the mat. Yeah. Mm. Is it bad that I said a sandwich before he said his line? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Imagine if he said that, though. I was like, please don't oh, say that. Oh, dear Lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, something is, this is interesting. So this is, uh, I'm, this is going to sound like I'm calling out my wife, but I don't mean to. Uh-oh. But. So again, we watch this together as we almost always do. And at the beginning of the movie, they're, you know, at this camp and he uses the words concentration camp. And that, that perked up my wife. She goes, wait a minute, what? And I said, yeah, it was actually the British that invented the concentration camp. And she said, 
I didn't know that. I said, yeah, it's one of the things they're super proud for. So um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I, that's a that's a thing. Like that was real. That that Boer who, the Boer, who did they uh, in uh, in camp? I suppose it was uh well, it was it was the the B O E R war. I can't Boer Boer Boer. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, who who were they fighting? Uh, um, the it was South Africans. Uh, South African war, also called the Boer War, or the Second Boer, or the Anglo Boer. B O E R. Okay, war. so they they enslaved the South Africans. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. cool, Brand. Yeah, no, it was yeah. pretty bad. It, the war was fought from 1899 to 1902. Actually, right, it almost ended right and this movie was taking place. Between Great Britain and the two uh, Africaner republics, the Republic of South, uh, South African Republic and the Orange Free State resulting in a British victory. Well, yeah, because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, Although it was the largest and most costly war in which the British engaged between the Napoleonic Wars and World War I, so in between those times, um, it was fought wholly unequal. Uh, the British military strength was about 500,000 men, where the Boers could only muster about 88,000. I'm, hmm. sh- I'm, I'm reading here, what I don't see is why. Um, I don't was know. Was it just for territory? I mean, this was the... This was the the end of what we would call the the imperialism, uh, imperialism. yeah and i think maybe this was just for uh, land. so yeah. like i know we're turning into a history podcast many historians historians stress that in reality the contest was for control over the uh ooh that's a hard word to say over the gold mining complex located in the sar it was the largest gold mining complex in the world at the time when the world's monetary system preeminently the british were increasingly dependent upon gold so they went to war over gold mm-hmm. so i mean i guess back then you say oh my gosh really well we've kind of gone over um oil over oil i mean that's one of the main reasons why japan attacked us was because of oil so yeah uh yeah, yeah. so again you know we have British listeners, uh, UK listeners. Um, you know, this is not me besmirching your history. We Americans here, we have a horrible history. So, I'm just saying, yeah. uh, we all have bad history. Kind of, pretty much, what it comes down to. We all have stuff. What's important is to learn from it and not do it again. Let's and speaking, when you're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> That's a different podcast, though. That is a different podcast. You mean like? Um, you know, not like not burning, uh, banning books and things like that. Is that what you mean? Sorry. Mm, yeah. Going, yeah, in, a, going yeah. in a weird place. I apologize. Time for this one. Manners maketh man. Yeah. If you said it in the first two movies, you're going to have to put it in this one. Yep. Um, so I appreciate that. Let's see. And last one. So you jump in front of a bullet for me, but not out of an airplane. So he would see you. <laughs> yeah. You blame him. No, I actually, I, I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> f- for me, I think it's probably, I'd probably make the same choice. Not, not going to lie. I think I'd probably make the same choice. Uh, I think a bullet to the shoulder sounds way better than jumping out of that airplane. 
And now for some more bad news. Ready? We are going to try something completely different tonight um, with our trivia segment. So instead of me just reading things to you, um, we're going to play a game. So here is the game. Andrew is, has found five bits of trivia, which he has turned into trivia questions. He is going to ask those questions to Sam and Justin, yep. and they are going to play uh, the, the, the Twitter, a game, and they're going to go back and forth. Uh, and whoever gets the most points after five questions wins. I think that's how we're going to do it. And right, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. Good. You're 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 sitting there with your you know in the evil pose. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Sorry. Now I asked you listeners. That's just how I said. No, I asked people on Twitter to submit their uh, request to participate. So before the show, we did a random number generator, and tonight. Sam is going to be playing for Jesse from the Sudden But Inevitable I'm Podcast. So sorry, Jesse. Jesse, this so was sorry. again, listeners. This was 100% random. The guys will verify mm. it. Uh, Justin is going to be playing for the Anime Talk Podcast. I don't know who's on that show. I apologize, but there, Justin's playing for the Anime Talk Podcast. So, um, if they get a, uh, I'll I'll make a little noise. Uh, I'll find a, a a a ding or something to play if they get the answer right. And uh, here we go. So, Andrew, uh, the first question is to Justin. All right. Well, actually, I have two sample questions just so we can kind of get the feel for this. They're pretty simple. Uh, and just so our listeners know, this came from the movie. All this uh, are details from the movie that people may have missed. So question number one, you guys can – and, Sean, you can play along with this one too if you just want to uh, see how this is going to work. So question number one. The Kingsman Tailor Shop storefront is shown twice in the film. How many mannequins are in the window? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, holy crap. Two. Three. One. Justin no. is correct. There are three. Okay. There are three. And, and that's, that's actually throughout the entire Kingsman series. Each movie. So there's always they show three the storefront, the- and there's, there's three in the window. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, so sample question number two. This is like uh, those bubble tests that you have to take uh, in in high school. You got two sample mm-hmm. questions. All right, so que- sample question number two: On the train after killing Rasputin, they celebrate Conrad's birthday. How many candles were on his cake? Holy crap! Well, it had to be nineteen. Yes. There was. Yeah. Was it nineteen? Yeah. Yeah, nineteen. Okay. Yeah. 19. Okay, so that's that's kind of how this segment's going to work, right? Okay. So are we ready? We got yeah. five questions. Yep. Oh Lord. All right. All right, so here we go. Going for real now. Including wait, so wait, 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 wait. So do we chime in or do we just jump it to answer? Uh, let's let Justin go first. And then if he knows, okay. then he'll get okay. a point. And if, if he doesn't, then we'll go to you okay, and you can so, steal. And I'll keep scoring. Right. Okay. Right. All right, so question number one. Here we go. Including Emily and Orlando, how many people did the sniper shoot before being killed by Shola at the beginning of the movie? How many did he kill? Uh, well, in, shoot. Not necessarily kill, but shoot. In total, he got four. That is correct. Oh wow! Oh. Nice. Um, thank you. Thank oh, you. Right out of the right out of the gate. I don't have a ding, so I'll play. Ooh. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I was going to say six. So, yep. Nice. Good job. All right. Question two: King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table are British mythological figures. From which the Kingsmen get their code names. 
What figure from Greek mythology is mentioned in this movie? Holy crap. Is that to me, I guess? Yeah. Man, you give me a name question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Hermes. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're close. No. Her, her Aphrodite. He, he, he had the he had the wings. Justin, his, you have a guess? Yeah. Uh, it's was it Galileo? No, it's the dude what flew too close to the sun, Lazarus. Oh, right? Icarus. Oh, Icarus. Icarus. I- Icarus. Yeah. Icarus. Damn. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So for that right, one, so Sam nope. gets a. That is one big pile of shit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Upon entering the trenches, Conrad passes a skull wearing a German helmet. How many cigarettes are in the skull's mouth? Dang, dude. Um, I, I don't know. Five, was it five? No. I'm gonna Sam, do you three. have a guess? Yeah, I'll go with three. There were four in the <laughs> mouth and two in the nose. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right, so no one gets it, so. Shit. Yeah. There you go. There we go. All right, question number four. When the Kingsman, sh- uh, sorry, when in the Kingsman shop, as they were discussing the rare cashmere, a store clerk goes to the shelf to retrieve a book about cashmere. Beside that book was book two of cashmere, books one and two of wool, books one and two of silk. There are three other books visible. Name one of the three fabrics. That's to me. Yeah, Tartan. Um, no, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no idea what fabric. But there's, yeah, uh, Justin, what you got? I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, cotton. No. Oh, <laughs> so so felt, flannel, and gabardine were all mentioned. Were all printed on the books there. Wow. Oh, okay, here's your clip for that. Yeah. All right. Not a great plan. Okay, there you go. All right, so this is for the <laughs> right, win for Justin. Final, no, that, final no, question. Justin actually has already won because Sam hasn't gotten any points. Well, so Justin technically well, has won. Well, if he doesn't get this right, then I could tie at least, right? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah technically. could tie. Yeah, yeah you yeah. could tie. All right, so here we go. Last question. There are four rings shown on camera. One being worn is the shepherd's crook. The other three that are shown have animals on them. What are those animals? He has to name all one. Three. Name one all is a turtle. Yeah. Yes. One is a bird. No. Uh, nope. I don't. I don't know. It one, was, <laughs> one was a bear, right? Yes. Well. The bear was never shown on camera. It was talked about, oh. but it was never shown on camera. Dang. So, uh, Sam, you have a guess? Uh, ugh, um, a, a goat. <laughs> <laughs> so the ones that were shown. <laughs> the per- <laughs> He's not even going to wait for any of the guesses. No. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Show, go ahead. Uh, was the tortoise by tortoise, recipe. Yeah. Uh, the dog that was worn by uh, Daniel um, Radcliffe. What's his last thing? No. Uh, Baron Zemo. Right. Had a dog on his ring. That was shown on camera. And then the other one is kind of a trick question. It was actually a boar, which was on the ring of Orlando. The Kingsman ring 
which is also worn by Eggsy in the original, and I mean Arthur in the original and Eggsy as yeah. well. Oh, and the movie. Interesting. So that's uh, that's our little trivia game of Did You Notice? Okay. Wow. Nice. That was wow. fun. Um, and we'll play. Um, hey, Chloe, ten, closer attention. There you go. There's your music for that. <laughs> Is that the, the we're, we're all going to die train What song? happens if the engine stops? We all freeze and die. There you go. All right. All right. Nice. So, so Justin, you won. You won our inaugural game nice. of Did You Notice? Awesome. So you get nothing, but however, uh, anime talk, <laughs> um, anime talk will get a uh, a little prize pack that'll include some stickers of the sh- for the show, um, as well as, uh, I guess I should say that this um, this game was sponsored in part by my wife's uh, Color Street uh, business. So um, you're gonna get some some nail products in your in the bag, which is kind of neat. So if you have a uh, lady, or if you're a dude that likes to have colorful nails, no problem. Uh, check this stuff out. If you like this product, you can buy it from my wife, which would be awesome. Uh, and I'll also yeah. reach out, and I have some uh, video game download codes to give out as well. So that's actually a legit prize pack. So maybe now people will want to participate, because obviously no one wants to participate in our movie What Whose Line Is It game. So that game is now forever dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you blame it. I, I mean, I, I mean, Justin. I'm trying to give away stickers, and no one will do it. So we're gonna do this instead. That was fun, Andrew. Thank you so much for doing that. I really enjoyed it yeah. because I didn't yeah. have to do anything. Okay. I actually agree. I think that was fun. Yeah. That no. The, nice. But the best part is Thank that you. Andrew did all the work. So yeah, I uh, made me realize that uh, I'm not observing as closely as I thought I was. <laughs> so. So future, future wow. guests on the show, start counting the cigarettes in the skulls of dead things. That's what you need to start doing. That's what I learned from that. Okay. <laughs> Time for this here. Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. We're doing movies that have uh, heights, you know, where the scenes take place high up in the air uh, like you just don't care. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Sam, I'm going to let you go first. Oh wow! Okay, um, I I might have two here that um, don't really count. Um, okay. So I'm I'm going to call it, call them both my um, honorable mentions, and that is from two documentaries. The first one being uh, Man on Wire, which is about the guy that tightrope walked between the twin towers, mm-hmm. and the other one being uh, Free Solo. Oh sure. With yeah. the guy cl- free, freestyle climbing up um, the mountain incredible heights incredible makes yeah. me nervous every time watching those things i saw Insane. that it was terrifying and it's just on the free solo where he has to jump from one thing to another uh, it just blows my mind that that a human could literally let go of something to do that but anyway um in my real movie uh, uh real movie <laughs> in my movie scenes i've got my number two as the lost world Okay. Um, yeah, the, over the cliff. Yeah, the, over the cliff and the and the uh, window and it cracking and then it, yeah. it falling apart. It was, it was very awesome. effective. That movie had some issues, yep. but that scene was very effective. Yeah, and I felt really bad well. that uh, Toby Ziegler got eaten. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, my number one, and I'm guessing this has got to be on a lot of our lists, and that is the uh, Ghost Protocol, yeah. where Ethan Hunt is yeah. hanging off the building. And it's real, it's there, and it freaks me out that's, every stinking time. That's the When scene that camera that, goes mm-hmm. out that window, I, I mean, I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it right now. <laughs> I, oh, oh, good God. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I, they, they, they did that very well. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the scene I, I teased earlier. We talked about that's the scene that makes me pucker up every time. I can't yep. do it because I know Tom. I know Tom Cruise is on a harness, and I know that that camera operator is on a harness. But they still freaking did it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's insane. Like even the one when he, the next movie when he's stuck to the side of the plane, that one doesn't bother me as much. I don't nope, know. I'm, why. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. There's know There's something why. about hanging off that building and. <sighs> And maybe it's because you see the scope, right? You see the lines. You see how far the ground is below them, and there's nothing, right? It yeah. just, oof. Yeah, and he has to trust this dumb technology glove thing that may or may not work. To <laughs> that's so good, Justin. Um, I chose cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, nice. Stallone. Yeah, specifically the scene where in the beginning they're hanging off the wire, and she's, uh, you know, her hands slipping. Terrifying. Um, mm. Second was also Ghost Protocol, but before that was the newest Mission Impossible, where he's kind of like dangling off the helicopter because you already picked it. Yeah, and and <laughs> then Skyline with the Rock, where he's literally hanging off a building. <laughs> so. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's good. Nice. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I too had Ghost uh, Protocol on my list, so I'm going to switch it out for in the first Daniel Craig Bond movie. They're like jumping from uh, those cranes. All oh, the parkour God. stuff they were yeah. doing. Yeah. That, that was the crane to the, mm-hmm. the conics. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty effective for me. Uh, so that's be my number three. My number two is actually going to be in the Kingsman, the first Kingsman, when they do the, 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 the parachute jump. And they have to hold on to each other because they were told Merlin told them that one of their shoots doesn't work, and um, so when they're 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 falling, that's pretty good scene. That one gets me pretty good. And my number one, and you know, uh, you know, I, I was trying to think of a way I could tie it to Star Trek, but they're, they're not usually. Well, okay, yeah, I can't believe I forgot this. Honorable mention: Star Trek. Uh, Captain Kirk in the fifth movie is free climbing El Capitan. And then, uh-huh. <laughs> and then Leonard Nimoy, Spock shows up with you know jet boots, rocket boots. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? How do you know that? I've seen I've seen that scene. Yeah. Oh, the scene. Okay, I was say you. Yeah. We've not done that movie for this podcast, so there's no reason why you yeah. would have seen that. But yeah, he shows up with the rocket boots, and then he falls, and Spock has to go catch him. It's a dumb scene. I can't wait to do it's that for bad. this movie. Yeah. I can't wait to do that movie for this podcast. Oh my gosh, uh, it's a bad movie. And my so so that's gonna be my big honorable mention because I have to have a Star Trek connection. And then my number one, I actually did Iron Man three when he has to catch all the people that got sucked out of Air Force One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that scene a lot. It's a lot of fun. All right, time for this now. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I did it. It's been a long time. <laughs> I was so good. I was so good. It's it, it's been this is probably the first time this year I've forgotten Andrew. Andrew. all right number three i have um the indiana jones and the last crusade where he has to Mm -hmm. cross 
the you know to get the ark. Yeah, the leap and of he faith has to cross the. Yeah, that uh, you know, watching it now, it, it's you can clearly tell he's walking on something. But as a as a kid, that yeah. really freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two, this is for you, Sam. I have Jurassic Park: The Lost World when the RV is dangling off of the cliff and they're you know they're that's sitting what, on the glass and that's what he was talking mm-hmm. about. Isn't that the one you chose? Yeah, the cliff one. Yeah, oh, you mentioned that. Oh, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then I'll then I'll then I'm gonna switch that one out for the elevator shaft in Die Hard. Oh yeah. Oh uh, sure yeah yeah. Where he has to jump to the uh, air duct. Yep, I'm with you. The other scene that and gets then, me in Die Hard is when he's being pulled out of the window by the uh, the the hose. The hose. Yeah. 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 That that's kind yeah. of effective because there's nothing to stop him. And then number one, it's a movie we watched for the podcast called The Aeronauts. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. She falls off. She faints and is hanging by her foot or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh. She has to go on oh. top of the balloon to open up the thing to so they don't go into space. That yeah. one that one really bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Have you seen that Good one, Justin? Call. Uh, it kind of sounds familiar, but I, I haven't seen it. It was it was at the so remember back in the days of like 2018 before all of the streaming services produced their own movies. Um, mm-hmm. Aeronauts was one of the big kind of tent poles that uh, Amazon produced. It might have been 2018. I can't remember 2018, 2019, but 19. Yeah. So, oh, I'm looking at a picture of it now. She's climbing up a ladder on the outside of a balloon. Yeah. Yeah, that, that looks terrifying. Yeah, because they're Jones, Eddie Redman. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah. It's a good yeah. movie. It's a good movie. Uh, you should definitely, you know, think about it for probably not the horror wheel show, but you know, for something. Uh, I don't know. It's got some aspects. It's yeah. It's got some scary moments. Just, well, let's say suspense. It's yeah, not really scary. Suspense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a fun thing, but yeah, that was back when again when when we did it at the time, it was like, oh my gosh, we're doing a a streaming movie. You know, like a movie made by a streaming service. And since then, we've yeah. probably done 20. Yeah. And, you know, that's typically what our Friday episodes are because uh, we do we do the newest movies and most of them come out on like, you know, one of the streaming services or or even movies that are coming out in theaters now or, you know, on HBO too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm also talking about like how like Netflix is, you know, we watched Red Notice and we watched Extraction and we've done... Yeah. I can't think of anything else, but those are the two that come to mind. But um, yeah, I loved Extraction. Oh, Extraction's oh, so yes. good. Um, I've seen it probably five times, and they're making a second one. Yeah, it was great. That that <laughs> second one will be. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be on our list to like the weekend it yep. opens. We're doing it the next Wednesday. Uh, absolutely. Yep. It. I love that one shot so much. It is so good. I hope the Russo brothers are are involved in it like they were the first one. It's. Just yep. such a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, choreography is insane. It is just the, the fight. Uh, if you have oh. a weak stomach when it comes to children, might want to avoid the first ten minutes. But you know, uh, this movie's a dick to kids. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. All right, now I can play this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. Zero being uh, Birdemic, and ten being. Uh, Return of the King. I think that's kind of where we are in our list of things. Uh, Andrew goes first. Yeah. Um, like I said, it wasn't as great as the original 
but I do think it was better than than the Golden Circle, the second one. Um, IMDb puts it at 6.4. I'm going to put it just a little bit above that. I'm going to say uh, a 6.99. Okay. Giggity. All right. <laughs> uh, Justin. I'm going to go with a 7. I think it was good. Uh, some slow scenes, but definitely better than the second one. All right. I'm with you there. Um, what did we do last week? I honestly you did forgot. free guy. Free guy. I was so confused. I had I, I had on my my list here what we did what we what we were scheduled to do, and I thought, wait a minute, what? Okay, sorry. Um, Sam. Yes. This is where you give me a number. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. It did what I like in these types of movies. It showed me something new. It was quirky. It threw some tropes on its face. Um, it was a bit overly long, and the story was kind of up and down, so that took a little bit away from it. I'll give it a 7.2. 7.28 out of 10. All right. 7.28. So you like this one just a smidge better than Free Guy. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a, a broader story. More, to, I, I saw more new things in this than I did Free Guy. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on the logic, but I gave Free Guy such a high score, I can't go higher than <laughs> Free Guy. Because I really had a good time with Free Guy. Yeah. But I also really had a good time with this. I think this is a good movie, and I love this franchise, and I want more of it. I really do. I want Matthew Vaughn to direct them. I also want Matthew Vaughn somehow to get into the MCU. I know the X-Men, yeah. whatever. I want a weird, another weird, you know, squirrel girl or something, right? Give me something it, like it that. It has to be action heavy, like a uh, fight, gun fights. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, uh, it, give me, Ooh, Ooh, no. I've, I've just solved it. Because they're bringing back, they're, so the, Disney has now reclaimed all of the Defenders characters, right? So the Defenders mm -hmm. series is now on mm -hmm. Disney Plus, and which is great. So let's get uh, season three of The Punisher to be directed and produced <laughs> by this guy. Yeah, or Daredevil. Either or one. Daredevil season four. Let him be the showrunner for Daredevil season four. I would be down. I think it would. There's more gunplay in The Punisher. I think it would probably be yeah. more yeah. fitting of that. Uh, I haven't given my score yet. I'm going to give this a 7.5. I like this movie. I think it's good. Uh, I had a good time with it. That gives it a, a score of 7.1925. And I think nice. that is okay. It, it is. It's an okay movie. It's not great. It's just it's good. And that's... I, I would recommend it. Definitely recommend it to yep. other people. So other people out there... You should watch it. If you like, uh, Rosie won't like this movie. It's a little, a little too violent for Rosie, I think. Too violent. Yeah. A little, little too sweary, but it's still good. So, Justin, please tell our listeners about your podcast. Yeah. So, it's the Wheel of Horror. You can find us at uh, Twitter at, at Horror Wheel. And every Monday, we do a horror movie that is randomly chosen by spinning a wheel. And then oh, every. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. That's great. I know, right? And then uh, Friday is 
Fresh Film Friday, which is the newest movies in theaters or streaming. Um, we try and set like a cap of like at most three months of it being released. And uh, Wheel of Horror Podcast.com, our Instagram, Wheel of Horror, but uh, most active on Twitter. Awesome. Very cool. I have to say this. I so I'm I'm scrolling through IMDb, just looking at the actors. I did not realize this, and this now makes total sense. This movie is 100% setting up a sequel because mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci's in it. Aaron Taylor Johnson is Archie. He's the guy who said that I'm Lancelot. I'm here to talk to Arthur. That's the dude from Kickass. That's yeah. Quicksilver yeah. from uh, April Age uh, of Ultron. Yeah. Like, I did not even at all realize that that was him. So <laughs> this they have intentions of making more of these because you're going to put... Because that dude can, can fight. Like, the actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know. We've seen him do things. So... Mm-hmm. See, oh, now, that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah, Kick-Ass and other things. So I really, really want to see a sequel now. Matthew Vaughn, get on it. Seriously. <laughs> like... I don't know what you're doing. You don't have anything. Got to, oh, he's doing. This is all you should be working on. He is yeah, producing a Flash Gordon uh, remake. He's mm. an outlaw king with Chris Pine. If you guys haven't seen that, we I have highly recommend them. it. We watched oh, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, we watched it. We did it for the show. Oh. Yeah, the the advantage of doing <laughs> 385 movies is that <laughs> a lot of times lot when of you ask us if we have we done the movie, the answer is yes. There's a reason why yeah. I usually give our listeners or our guests like four movies to choose from because it's just mean to make them go and look through our catalog. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show. Uh, our show, Cheap Seat Reviews, is cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com is where you can go to our website or you can do linktree slash cheapseatreviews and there you literally find links to everything, including our merchandise. Go buy stuff from us uh, because that helps. Uh, well, it helps. It just helps uh, you know keep the lights on. But more importantly, the money that we're going to get from merch sales, we're going to use to buy merch to use as giveaways for our 400th episode. Guys, we are coming up rapidly on 400. I have no idea what we're going to do, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Also, uh, as you listen to this, I am in week two now of my appearance on America's Next Top Podcaster. I am participating in a podcast reality competition, and it's... it's stressful and it's really been kind of fun so far. So I'm in week two yeah. when when the show finally is you know aired, I'll make sure to share it out. So I'm very excited for that. In the meantime, go to those sites, check out our stuff, and uh, you know just uh, leave us a review, please, for the love of all things, whatever. Just <laughs> leave us a review either on Google Pods, not Google Pods, what's it called, Good Pods or iTunes or. You can't leave reviews on Stit or on Spotify, but you can leave stars. But leave us a review, like write us something. It'd be nice. I'll read it on air. I'll read it and you know give you all the credit. So please do those things. As long as it's appropriate. Uh, it, you know, it can't not be, I guess, if it's on <laughs> Apple. Uh, so that's it. On behalf of Andrew, Justin, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we we'll see you next week. Oh, what are we doing next week? We're doing the net. We are doing the net. <laughs> The Wow Net. Sandra Bullock, The Net. All right. 
I'm out. Good night. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.